1: Today, guys, we are talking to Charlotte Law, and we're excited because she has recently had a big change in her life and in her career. I may actually let her tell you about that because I think that's super exciting, but we are excited to be able to talk to her today. She is actually a Kinghorn Insurance out of Buford, and we are thrilled to be able to have her today. Charlotte, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm doing well. How about you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. So you have some, some big news, which is why we're talking today. I'm super excited. We were actually in a Facebook group chatting about things and this kind of came up on the side, you know, just kind of like it was kind of in a a passing or maybe you and I were just speaking. I think maybe you and I were actually talking on Facebook messenger, just about random things about insurance stuff. And I'm so excited to be able to talk to you about this new cool thing that you're doing with your insurance agency. So tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you.
0: Awesome. So yeah, super exciting. As of July 1st, 2021, I just um, was invited to become a partner at our agency and not just the first or just not a partner, but I'm the first female partner in our organization. So I'm really pumped about it and uh, just can't wait to see where it goes.
1: I think that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about your agency. So because because some agencies are smaller and we don't necessarily have partners like I don't have a partner unless you want to count my husband because I'm in Texas and it's a common law state. So I don't know. But anyway, but besides that, um, what type of what what, what does partner mean on an insurance agency side of things? Because not every agency has seen that type of structure before. So tell me a little bit about that.
0: Sure. So we are an agency, uh, the organization has three agencies and between the entire enterprise, there are three, excuse me, 25, I got excited, 25 employees or so. Um, So with that, there are, as of in addition to myself, there are three other partners, two of those being agency owners. So for our main Entity, organization, agency, Kinghorn Insurance of Beaver. Um, we have two partners or two owners and then myself and then one other partner. So our role as partner, not agency owner, is we get to be involved in the decision making for the agency uh, involved in the day to day operations and, you know, really get to be the heart of the agency and be a way to lead our people and um take us to the next level. I so think that, that was a great question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's so awesome. So so that that entails to me too that you guys are a very forward thinking agency because there's a lot of insurance agencies that Don't look towards the future. They're so busy head down in a computer somewhere trying to just keep their feet, their their heads afloat from from drowning. Right. So with that, Mm -hmm. that tells me if you guys are part of the decision making, you guys are bringing in new blood, you guys are bringing in new new uh, people and doing the, the, the partnership thing where the, you guys get that opportunity to give that feedback. And I know we don't do video, but you are a beautiful young woman. So I'm excited to be able to say that you guys are moving forward in the agency's maybe um, progression to be able to make sure that you guys have a longevity play on this agency uh, scope. Is, is that correct? Absolutely. And we are very forward-thinking,
0: not only in planning ahead for our agency and what our contingency plan is, and we really want to perpetuate from within. Our agency has been around since 1898. Oh wow! And we, we want to be around another 200 plus, plus, plus years. Mm-hmm. So we're always thinking ahead, trying to figure out what we can be, do better. Where can we find good people? We have an amazing team and we are always looking for new, diverse, amazing talent and, you know, having partners and owners that are very involved every single day in the business there, we're all here in the office. Um, that really sets us apart and yeah, we, we look ahead to, to figure out the, the best ways to service our clients and and be there for our clients and be well-established in the community and just keep moving, moving forward and moving ahead.
1: That's awesome. Well, I'm super, super pumped about that. So, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in insurance because you, you obviously have such a wide breadth of knowledge of insurance and being able to be a partner. Tell me about your road to partnership through the insurance space to be where you are today.
0: <laughs> I always laugh at this question when people ask me this because the real answer was I needed a job, <laughs> and uh, my husband and I had just gotten married. I mean, truly, I, I, my husband and I just got married and I'm from South Carolina. We moved away to Illinois for a year, got engaged. And I said, we, we have to be back in South Carolina. My family's here. I've lived here my whole life. Went to college here. Eventually I want to raise my family here. So we got engaged, moved back to South Carolina. He found a job. I did not, I did not have a job for six months, but I was networking. I was wedding planning. And we, after we got married, I really, really started hitting the pavement. I was networking, putting out my resume, trying to do all the things that you do when you're job searching. I was 24 at the time and was networking with a family friend who kind of introduced us to Buford. And I kept emailing him and calling him saying, I need a job. I need a job. And he said, okay, send your resume here, send your resume here. None of that was panning out. I'd had some interviews. I'd had actually an offer after the fact after I already started here. And finally one day he said, okay, fine. I'm going to have my son-in-law call you well his son-in-law is one of the owners here at the agency so I came in and you know did my interview thing and Teresa I did not know the difference between a deductible and a premium <laughs> I did not pay my, my own car insurance <laughs> I was on my health insurance I'm and I remember looking on our website and at the time we insured this cute little shoe, shoe store downtown and I remember looking on our website thinking, how do you insure shoes? Like <laughs> I, I had zero concept. So call me sheltered, call me naive, call me young. I don't know. I was all the above, but I basically, in my interview said, if you will teach me, I will learn. And I promise that I will be the hardest person in the room working and I will not let you down. Just give me an opportunity. Let me try And they did. So basically made me an offer. And uh, my manager at the time, now business partner, we laugh about this all the time. And basically he handed me an offer and I went, I'll take it. You know, it it could have been $5 a year. And I was like, I'll take it. I'll do it. So we still laugh about that. And, you know, I I started out in a, a commercial lines, account manager, basically in training and did a lot of processing and Again, I had no idea what I was doing. And I remember thinking, this is so fun. Well, yeah, it's fun. This is a fun job, but there was no, it was processing and it was, I mm-hmm. hadn't really gotten you know into the meat of it yet. So got my license pretty quickly. We went, I went out off to school for a week, did that, got licensed, um, kind of became an account manager pretty quickly because one of the other account managers had to go out on maternity leave. <laughs> so I remember the day that I got the phone call that she was in labor. I was on the way home from a John wow. Mayer concert with another coworker that morning from Charleston. And I got a, a text that said, hey, I'm in the hospital. You know, it's all it's all on you. You get the phones, you get my emails. Oh, my God. So I just jumped right in and said, OK, this is what we're doing.
1: Probably fire. Ab
0: 100 percent. And honestly, that that's kind of I like that. You know, it's sink or swim, and I, I chose to swim. I like that. I like that a lot. And how long ago was that? That was in 2013. So, eight years ago, I, I just celebrated my um, eight year anniversary
1: last month. Nice, nice. And so look where you are today. I think that's awesome. So from from not even knowing how to insure shoes to, um, that may be the title of our podcast, nope. not knowing how to insure, insure shoes to be an agency partner in eight years <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. So what yep, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Right. What type of challenges? Cause one of the things you mentioned is that you are the first female partner in your agency as well. So what have you seen as being a woman, especially like you said, you had, you were in the process or you just got married. You've had a lot of life changes as well in eight years. So, um, with that time, what challenges have you seen, not only with your agency, but also you as a person having to be able to step up into your place to be able to help you get where you are today? That is that is a great question because there are a lot of
0: changes. There's a lot of self-motivation, I think, during those those eight years. So not to get too far in the weeds, but for several years, I was into um, health and fitness and a network marketing Company And I, while simultaneously working here and with that, I learned a lot of leadership as you know, you're leading people across the country and you're leading health and fitness. And I did so much personal development and learned a lot about myself, what my strengths were, what my weaknesses are, how to lead people, how to lead myself. So that and that started about 2014 or so. So that really pushed me in a direction of okay, I, I know that there's always more out there for me. And looking back, if if you ask me, kind of if, if there was a time that I started to believe in myself, that was kind of it. Okay. And that um, you know, kind of kind of pushed me towards wanting more. Um And I just totally just lost my train of thought.
1: (laughs) You know, but I think that's awesome though, because you, you, you really, because, because like you said, being able to do something in the health and fitness area is so personal development oriented, right? Because you're working on yourself, but in Mm -hmm. order to get other people to work with you in that space too, you had to develop that, those leadership skills and the personal, um, I'd use the word self-esteem, but at the same point, the personal, um, confidence levels to be able to get out there and put yourself out there. Right. Because health and fitness is a very right. new personal industry. It's not like you can really sit behind a phone and, and sell it. Right. So I think that mm-hmm. having that confidence and having the leadership skills to be able to move forward is key for people to move forward. To move forward, I actually read a book and actually I have it with me right now. It's called, um, uh, let me see. I'm going to actually grab it out of my thing right now. It's called lean in by Sheryl Sandberg. I don't know if you've Sandberg I don't know if you've ever read it or not, but anyway, she says I have she, a copy
0: of it and I read the whole
1: thing. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. And I, I don't know exactly where it is in here. Cause I didn't usually I underline and I mark things up, but I've, I've done it on Audible and I'm rereading it. But one of the things she says is, if you take a group of women and put them in a group of men, that women typically will sit at the back of the room, right, and that women will typically take more of a support role naturally, but I think whenever we develop those leadership roles and we develop that self-esteem, we sit back and we, it's easier for us to be able to step up and to be able to take the, our place at the table, to be able to lead, to be able yes. to bring other people in. And I think that that's probably something that was super crucial in your time, because I know that all of us have a time in our life where we have the opportunity to step up or to step back. And it sounds like you took that opportunity and you stepped up. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, a.k. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified.
0: Yeah. And so that's a good segue into um, kind of another, another turning point sort of that teaches you to step up is we are in coastal South Carolina and in 2016, hurricane Matthew came through and it was the first hurricane living on the coast and especially being in insurance of talk about sink or swim. It is all hands on deck. We evacuated the office evacuated. I didn't know what was going on. You just, you just go. And and I'd only been here three years. So I very vividly remember taking my laptop, the storm hit, the next morning I was sitting at my, we evacuated to my family's house uh, a little bit more inland. And I just sat at their kitchen table and filed claims. I had phone calls coming in. And I had emails where some people were like, um, you know, I have family, which was you know, young kids or older family members. Whereas I didn't, I just sat at my parents' kitchen table and filed claims and, and did it. And it came back to the office and it was, again, all hands on deck trying to figure it all out. But just learning that that is why we do what we do and how how important that is to take care of your clients in a time of crisis. So that was a huge learning learning opportunity
1: um, yeah, for we're me, in Texas. definitely. I'm in, I'm in the North Texas area typically. So we have an, an agency in Austin, but it's a little bit more further off to the side. So whenever those big weather type situation comes in, they do come in a little bit more coastal. But I think that when we do have you know, just like it's here in Texas this past year, we had it back in February, we had the ice storms that came through. And I think whenever we have big events, mm-hmm, yes, people are in need, it really, and not that it's something that we need to be happy about in any way, shape or form, because we shouldn't be. But at the same point, it also mm-hmm. reaffirms, I think, to us above and beyond the normal, hey, my dishwasher leaked, or hey, I need new roof, because we have hailstorms here in Texas, rather than those. Yeah. That- We encounter every single day, which are huge. But when we see the influence that insurance makes in people's lives, in a catastrophe, it it I mean, it really changes your whole view of what you do on a day to day basis. And I'm sure that being in the coastal area that you're in, that really solidified probably your love for insurance and your love for just being in that space. I mean, because you hadn't been there that long; you've been there at that point like three years. Yes. And, you know,
0: really learning so much about how your team and how they react in a crisis. I mean, we have an amazing team. We have a, we have a seasoned team and we have a a very young team. So it was awesome to watch the, the newbies learn and, and take it from those who've been here a while. And people were at others' homes trying to help them cut down trees and clear driveways. And get people back up on their feet. We were, um, one of the partners was out at someone's home, walking around in his duck waders and rain boots, trying to, you know, help, help them clean out their house. So that again, it just solidified, okay, this is, this is where I need to be. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So did it change your operations at all? Because I know that when COVID hit specifically, A lot of those coastal agencies, Florida, up and down where you are, a little bit coastal down in the Texas area, a lot of the insurance agents said, you know, we're fine with COVID because we knew that during major claims we had to be able to work remotely and that this whole, hey, I need to be stuck to a physical location or I needed to be stuck to a physical landline wasn't going to work for us. So therefore, they really didn't have the pivot problems or the pivot challenges that, uh, other agencies have that don't have those types of situations. Um, so did you guys find that, especially cause 2016 was kind of, I'm going to say very cutting edge for a lot of that information, a lot of that technology, right? Because I mean, um, mm-hmm. Voice over P- IP was really a big conversation in the insurance industry really to like 2015, 2014. So you're probably hitting right in that space. So were you guys really yeah. prepared for that ahead of time or did it change how you approached your agency operations after the hurricanes?
0: We, like I said, I think earlier, we are we're very into technology and we want to be on the cutting edge of technology. So we are on the cloud so right now I can I can go anywhere and work. I have a workstation set up at my house, which was perfect during COVID. So when COVID hit, yeah, we, we were ready. It, it was pretty much, we have a catastrophe manual with all of our documents that, that we need in there. We have how to log into your workspace remotely, how to forward the phones from our phone system to your cell phone. So other than just kind of the drama that went along with COVID and the fear and what do we do and what's the right thing from a operational standpoint we have an awesome operations manager who keeps us all straight and it was just kind of like go so that is the the one pro of hurricane season and, and having to plan ahead is you know knock on wood we don't have a storm but we're ready I mean everybody knows the drill and at some point
1: every single one of us were working at home during COVID and it, it, it was pretty seamless that's awesome. I love what you just said about a catastrophe manual. We talk about operations manuals. We talk about uh, hiring manuals. We talk about employee manuals. I don't know that many people have a catastrophe manual, right? Like how do you deal with a catastrophe or a natural disaster or a major event even in your, in your office, even if it's just something like, I mean, something as simple because depending on where people are, something as simple as somebody runs into a light pole down at the end and and it takes like three days for people to get phone systems or electricity or whatever you know, those types of things. So those are really, really important to be able to have that uh, catastrophe manual. Not only if you're in a coastal area, because of course you mm-hmm. need those things, but my husband and I were actually talking just on my way in here. Cause I'm down in my Austin office and I actually live in Dallas, but I have an Austin office and I'm down here every month. So I'm actually here this, this month, I mean this week and I'm um, coming in from the hotel. We were actually on the phone. My husband's still up in Dallas. And he said, Teresa, he said, we need to make sure we put together the list just in case anything would ever happen to you because he doesn't work in the office right now. Like he doesn't work in the agency right now. He has a job with another company. He's like, Teresa, if something ever happened to you, how would we make sure payroll continues? How would we make sure that the bills get paid? How do we make sure that, you know, all the carriers get notified? Who would I talk to at this location, that location, this, 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 and this? And it's really an important conversation, I think, for agencies to have not only catastrophe in the sense of a weather type situation, it could be an electricity situation. It could be the unexpected death of a, of a partner or an owner, or, or even a key, like you mentioned, you really had that again, trial by fire type situation when you um, you were the backup for a lady who went into labor, right. Who, who had a child that even though I'm not going to use the word catastrophe with that in any shape or form. But at the same point, it was it was something that you had to step up for. Right. And so without having those backgrounds of information, a lot of people can be very caught off guard. And then our clients have a bump in the road in their experience as well. So I think that's I think that's awesome. I'm excited you guys were so prepared for the for the covid and the hurricanes and all that other good stuff. So it sounds yes. like you guys have a really good... Yeah, we like to plan ahead. Yeah, exactly. You guys have a really good plan ahead process. So when you guys sit down as a company and start planning for the future, what questions do you guys ask of each other and or your team to help to be able to create your vision moving forward?
0: In 2019, we sat down and we made a shift um, from a management team. We put together a group that we we now call the Agency Council, which is basically our management team. And in the past, it used to be owners slash partners making all the decisions. But now we have brought in our management team, which which consists of um, partners, um, operations manager, Accounting, personal lines manager, commercial lines manager, and then one of the guys um, at our other agency who's a producer slash um, kind of operations up there. So we consist of the agency council and we decided as a group at that time to stop focusing so much on numbers and sales and focus on our people. And we, we look back, you know, a year and a half ago, and this was right before COVID hit. This was right on Christmas when we sat down and did our plan. I guess, December before Christmas. And that was. Those are the kind of meetings and conversations that we have when we sit down and, and plan. Okay, what do we want? What are our goals for this year? How are we going to grow? We, you know, from a capacity in our own office, we're we're maxed out with with desks and in offices. So we said, all right, we want to grow. Let's look a little more inland. So if we do have. Another hurricane. Let's let's open up an office in Somerville, South Carolina, which is right outside of Charleston, which is exploding in growth. I mean, there are new towns popping up. So we opened an agency up there, and then this time last year, we we hired a guy who has years of ex- about ten years of experience. He was leaving uh, a pretty large agency, and we found out about it, and we said, okay, you're in the Greenville, South Carolina areas, even more inland. It's also a booming place. We, we had a call this morning. He said, there's construction everywhere up here. And so we opened an office in Greenville. So to us, it's, we have to find the right people to lead us in the right direction. And when we did, we came up with the agency council, we came up with core disciplines and core standards for our management team, for our production team, for our sales team, and then everyone as an agency. And that's kind of what we use to plan. I mean, we don't necessarily sit down and say, "Where do you see us in five years?" It's you know, we we have some of us are okay in the next week. What do we see happening in the next year? What do we see happening in the next twenty years? All right, you know, this this owner is going to be retired, and and this one's going to be on on the way out of retirement. So you know, maybe let's look ten years ahead and say, okay, where do we need to be? Who is going to be our leader at that time? And you know, what do we need? What do we do? What decisions do we need to make now that are going to impact our future?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to have that fluid vision too. Like you said, looking at next week, next year, looking at five years, looking at 20 years. So I think that's really a really important part of, like you said, having that council is that everybody I think has different Skills and philosophies and different mindsets and different focuses, right? Somebody might be more operational. Somebody might be more sales oriented. Somebody might be more, um, you know, uh, closer to retirement, be thinking, okay, guys, how do I get out of here? You know, kind of thing. So being able to have that balance in your team is really, really important. And I love the fact that you are on that. So you are the first woman in your, in your group to be able to come on in and be in that leadership position. So I think that that is amazing. What do you, what, what changes do you think that being in that leadership position is going to be for you on a day to day for what you used to do prior to being able to take over that position?
0: You know, sometimes being a woman is just different. Um, We, we have different emotions. We show our emotions differently um, during the past couple of years, I've also become a mom. So two years ago, two and a half years ago, I had a son. So that definitely changed things, not just at work, but, you know, in life and you make decisions differently. So I think become, and I just had become the commercial lines manager at that time. So basically within six weeks, uh, found out I was going to be a mom and and went into this new role. And for me, it's, I've always kind of been the girl that's been surrounded by men. I grew up on a a family farm. So um, not only did I learn an, an incredibly intense work ethic from my family, but I was the youngest, not the youngest. I was the only cousin in my family. So I was the girl who I was always surrounded by the guys and we'd go on family vacations and I was the girl and my brother and I would hang and my two guy cousins. So I just got used to being, around men and it it doesn't intimidate me. And I've always kind of been one of the guys and that's even now how I view myself. And I've told them I'm one of the guys. Yes. I want you to treat me like a lady. I want you to be a gentleman. I want you to respect me, but at the same time, don't treat me any differently in other ways, you know? Yeah. I might shed a tear. I might cry, but that's okay. And um, you know, one of my mentors who, has really impacted me. She's uh, with selective insurance. She, she made a comment during uh, an event I went to that basically said, if you can learn how to play with the boys, you can learn how to work with the men. And that's, st- has stuck out to me so much. Yeah. is not good. If you can learn to play with the boys, you can learn to work with the men. I like that a lot. And that's kind of how I feel. And so just, finding myself, learning how to be a new mom, learning to be a manager, learning how to juggle all of it. And, and now, you know, it's like, okay, now that I'm here, how can I grow and how can I help our agency grow? So it really, it
1: really is exciting. And, um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped. that's awesome. That is phenomenal. Well, I am super excited to be able to hear about how this is going to grow, how you're going to grow and all of that. And I think it's awesome to be able to hear the, the, the impact that you can make on your team and the people around you specifically by being able to bring all these amazing skills that you've learned in the last eight years from, um, from uh, all of that process into being able to become the, the, one of the agency managers. Thanks. Well, Charlotte, you have been amazing today and I've loved hearing about your story. I love hearing about your journey and everywhere you're, you're going to go. So um, if people want to reach out to you, connect with you, hear more about your story, maybe get an update from your story, say in a, in a couple of months or in the in the little while, how can they reach out to you and how can they connect with you?
0: Sure. Um, LinkedIn, I'm Charlotte Law, uh, Charlotte Perot, which is my maiden name. Um, you may find me that way, Charlotte Perrault And on Facebook, I'm also Charlotte Perrault Law. And you can reach me by email. It's Claw at insurancebuford.com. And uh, also, fun fact, my nickname around the office is Claw because my email is Claw. Um, <laughs> so a lot of people are
1: able to remember my email address because it's Claw at insurancebuford.com. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and taking the time out of your schedule. I know that you are busy, so I appreciate you very much. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Well, good. Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Everybody, thank you so much also for joining us here at the Power Women in Insurance podcast. We do represent another powerful woman in the insurance space every single Wednesday. So please go ahead and join us every single Wednesday as we drop a brand new episode. Remember, make sure that you give us a review on um, iTunes or wherever it is that you stream this episode. Everybody have a great day.